Welcome to the Blazing Defender Report! Welcome everyone to the Blazing Defender Report! <laughs> Sorry, for people listening on iTunes and everything, I messed up the live stream. I had to go back for you guys, for my audio listeners. I had to redo the intro uh happy new year everybody i hope everybody's new year has been well there is a lot of stuff to talk about it's been a minute since i've been on so i wanted to thank everyone i'm gonna make sure i'm sounding all right look dude this is my first podcast of all time okay one don't let 108 fool you don't let 108 fool you oh yeah Oh, yeah, man, dude, I've kind of kind of have a sexy radio voice. No. Um, what's up, Debo? What's up, LMC for life? Um, want to welcome everybody into the chat. This is a live broadcast uh, of the Blazing Defender Report. If you are listening on iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, everywhere that this podcast goes to. Um, but there's a lot to talk about. It's been a minute, so we've got a lot to discuss. Okay, we're going to dive right into Nerd Madness. We got a, I got a good show for you guys. We're going to talk about Morbius. We're going to talk about Taika Waititi possibly doing Star Wars. Okay. I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, I'm going to talk about the CW's Infinite Crisis crossover that we watched. We're going to talk about Watchmen Season 2. Probably not going to talk about that because there's not going to be one. No, really. Uh, but we are going to discuss that. And I've got some comics for you. So instead of doing the normal platform of giving you the comics for the week... Neil Brandon, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Good to see you in the chat. Um, instead of instead of talking about the comics that were new for this week, since it's been damn near a month, uh, we're into January, it's almost February, I want to uh, talk about really hot titles that if you're a new reader, you can jump into. Okay, and I kind of got a little something for everybody on this list. Okay, it's not going to be not going to go super in depth to the newest issue. Just going to kind of give you a synopsis of what the story has been so far. What makes it cool? Why I think you would dig it. So again, I hope everybody's had a great New Year. Um, a lot of craziness already to start the year off with, especially like some of these rumors. So we're going to get into some of the stuff. All right. We all know about the Black Widow trailer. Okay. Black Widow looks really good. Um, Deathstroke on CW Seed. Uh, Jason is asking, not going to talk about Deathstroke. I don't know. Are we? Let's talk about this. You know, I love Deathstroke, Jason. So uh, fuck it. It ain't my show anymore. Jason, it's your show. What do you want to talk about? All right. See, that's what I'm telling you guys. You missed the live show. You missed you miss some good shit. Uh, I don't even know what the CW seed is. Is this a, is this a porn joke? Is this like, is this going to come back and catch me? Uh, while Jason's doing that, I'm going to go ahead and go on with the show. Um, and we're going to talk about Black Widow first, and then we'll get we'll definitely get into this, some CW stuff. So, uh, the Black Widow trailer looks good. I know a lot of people were uh, talking a lot of shit about how Deathstroke looked. Uh, I myself was a little disappointed, but the second trailer we got during the national championship game uh, really kind of made up for that. Okay, uh, it is like. Night and day to me. He looks great. I love the the minimalist mask 
the skull mask. I, I think that looks way more uh, special ops, if you will. Uh, maybe kind of coincides with um, Taskmaster's character. So, and I love the shield, right? So I'm really, really curious on how his powers play out and everything else. But Black Widow looks good, all right? And I think everybody is pretty excited for like a spy thriller with, with Scarlet Joe. So I'm not going to talk about that a lot. What I do want to talk about is the Morbius trailer, okay? Uh, I know there's been uh, kind of a lot of hate on the internet about the Morbius trailer. People are saying it looks old. Uh, it looks, you know, very early 2000s. I don't get that at all. Uh, like this shot right here where he's in his makeup pretty much looks like he looks in the trailer. Uh, I think I think it looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, not a big Jared Little fan. Thanks for the follow. Whoever just gave me the follow, really appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Jared Leto's. But, uh, hey, I'm, I'm all for Morbius, right? And maybe, I, I'm not sure exactly where this goes. And there was a lot of confusion, and that's one of the reasons I want to talk about this. There's a lot of confusion about the trailer, okay? We do see Spider-Man poster in the alleyway in the trailer. Now, some Eagle Eye fans have discovered that that is not... Uh, the Spider-Man outfit from Tom Holland's Spider-Man, which resides in the MCU, okay? Now, what everybody needs to remember is these are still, still Sony pictures, okay? So, uh, there is a connectability, I guess is the word I'm looking for, but that is a Sam Raimi Spider-Man costume from the Tobey Maguire uh, movie, uh, movie series, okay? So, I think it was a fuck up. If I if I have to guess 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 a, a venture a guess, I'd say it's a fuck up. I would say somebody, oh yeah, put a Spider Man shot right here. You know, put this poster in this alley. You know, no one said, oh, you know what? That's not Holland's Spider Man. That's McGuire's Spider Man. Should we do that? You know what I mean? Some someone I think messed up. Now it does say murderer across it, which would lead you to believe this is Holland's character. So is is this kind of uh are we going to get is Morbius going to play into the MCU as we know it? Um let's see. Neil Brandon says, I have a feeling that Morbius is going to go down the same path as Venom. Not great, but not horrible, just dumb fun. Man, I'm cool with that. Um I was very confused after watching Venom. Like I liked it. But I really couldn't tell you why I liked it. I'm a big Ed, Ed Hardy fan. Huge Ed, Ed Hardy fan. Not as big a Venom fan as a, a lot of you guys. But I really liked it. I, it was odd and weird. And him and Eddie, Venom and Eddie Brock's dialogue through the movie made the movie for me. I thought it was funny. It was, I don't know. It just worked. It just fucking worked. So, Neil, you may be exactly right. Jason, and for people listening jason did clarify uh his death stroke uh comment earlier and I'm, I'm very very uh very excited to to talk about that because i didn't know that so hey y'all teach me things great um and jason also said about the taskmaster uh, people complain about taskmaster do not understand how costumes show up on film and them doing cosplay on the weekend 
Very, very, very true. I wish Rhino was in the chat because uh, Rhino with his Orcs uh, cosplay group, which is a massive group on Facebook. Check it out. It's Orcs, uh, Ohio River cosplayers, and uh, they do a lot of really, really cool shit. But you're right, Jason. Uh, a lot of things that work do not work on film. And that's what someone was saying about Morbius, that, you know, he, he didn't look vampire enough. That shot right there looks very fucking vampirish to me. Like, and, and I'm not just taking the the comments of one person. These were several people that I was I was looking at the comments for. Uh I'm cur- I, I I would really like to see this be an entryway into like maybe introducing Blade. But again, it's still unclear whether this Morbius plays into our MCU or not. With the Spider-Man stuff, you would think it does. So, uh, but it just remains to be seen. It's all speculation at this point. I, I for one, think it looks very cool. I'm more for a hardcore horror-type movie, uh, which is going to bring us into my next topic, which is the New Mutants. So, uh, the New Mutants... Is a is is something that we've been looking for for three years, right? I, I know the first trailer that they showed, I was very excited for because it looks like a fucking horror movie, and I'm like, yeah, man, give us a fucking mutant horror movie. That sounds amazing. Uh, it looked good. It looked really, really good. Then you know it got delayed, and then there was I heard massive reshoots. When you hear massive reshoots, it really kind of doesn't give you a lot of confidence, right? But I, I dis, I'm disagreeing with all the, the hate and the uh, low expectations. You can have low expectations. Let me tell you something about low expectations. I made a career on a fire department. So then when I did do something decent, everybody thought it was amazing. Okay, So there's, there's a good thing to say. There's, that's a good strategy to have is to go in with low expectations because you'll be pleasantly surprised, a la Venom. I had very low expectations going into the movie, and I walked out pretty fucking pretty feeling feeling good about it like yeah yeah that's pretty cool i I like that so um yeah so i'm just the new mutants movie i think the second trailer knocked it out of the park i think it looks better than the first trailer yeah we've had to wait a while but i'm good with that i don't care new mutants isn't that captain america iron man superman batman property that you're like god need it fucking now it's the new mutants take it or fucking leave it if you're gonna give it to me give it to me good you know what i'm saying like you know that's what she said so yeah man let's let's get the new mutants on the screen let's see what it does very very curious uh, how this is going to play in. Now, I know one of the reasons it's been delayed so long is because of the acquisition of mutants going back to the MCU. Uh, so, and uh, Jason also says, hey, the girl playing magic is just nailing it. I totally agree. To- uh, 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 Liana uh, Rasputin, the daughter, or I'm sorry, the, the sister of Colossus is a fucking killing it. Like, she's hot she looks badass. She looks like she's owning the role. So all about the new Mutants movie. Can I, If I'm excited about anything coming up comic book wise, it's not Wonder Woman. It's it's not, um, you know, of course, Thor 4, but it, that's that's a ways off. We're going to talk about that. Uh, it's, it's New Mutants. I'm very, very excited about New Mutants. So uh, with that being said, let's go into it. Let's talk about uh, Thor 4. So, Taika Waititi is directing. 
Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, this is Mike's Hard Lemonade because I am a hardcore motherfucker. Yeah, no, I have to work tomorrow, man. So no bourbon for me tonight. I got to work tomorrow. Bourbon kicks my ass the next day. I just can't do it. So Thor 4. Uh, big casting news in Thor 4 is Christian Bale. We don't know what character he's playing yet. There has been rumors that it will be um, everybody's favorite horse-faced hero. And he's already canon. It is Beta Ray motherfucking Bill. Okay, Beta Ray Bill, for those of you that are unaware, was worthy enough to lift Mjolnir. And in doing so, aided Thor and vanquishing some bad guys. Odin being so taken back with the noble warrior that Beta Ray was, he he crafted him his own hammer, Stormbreaker, which, of course, you all have seen in the movies. But originally, that hammer was made for Beta Ray Bill because you can't have him wield Mjolnir all the time. So, Beta Ray Bill, who's been a fan favorite for fucking years, and Eagle Eye fans seen him in Ragnarok at the, the Game Master, or I'm sorry, uh, yes, yeah, the Game Master, that's not right, Taskmaster, that's not right, who, who, who is the Celestial that uh, had the games in Ragnarok, you guys know the fuck I'm talking about, on his tower, we had a picture of Beta Ray Bill, on that tower. So, and you also seen him in the collector's gallery in Guardians. There's a it a lot of people speculated it was Beta Ray Bill, but James Gunn came out and said this is not Beta Ray Bill, but a Corbinite. A Corbinite is the alien race that Bill is. Now, apparently in the comics, Bill was basically the last survivor. Way to go protecting your race, Bill. That's what you were designed for. You fucked it up. Uh, but he was still worthy enough to lift Mjolnir. So he's pretty big. Game master. Th- Grandmaster. Thank you, Jason. So on the Grandmaster's Tower, there was a picture of Beta Ray Bill. So he is somewhere in the MCU already. I say no. I say no. This is not going to be Christian Bale. Christian Bale's a handsome dude. They're not going to put him in hours of makeup with a prosthetic fucking horse face on Christian Bale's head. As cool as it would be if he would do it, he's not going to do that. So, my guess is a little-known villain named Diario Agar. Agar is the head, the CEO, the president, the owner, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of Roxxon. Now, we've seen Roxxon in the MCU in in various, in in different places, okay? Roxxon's this uh, global entity. It's the the epitome in the Marvel comics of an evil corporation. Well, the head of this said evil corporation is a goddamn evil motherfucker named Dario Agar, who, when he's not this nice-looking, executive-looking cat, he's this dude, a fucking minotaur, who is pretty badass and can pretty much hold his own against Thor and anybody else. So uh, my bet is that is going to be who Christian Bale is cast as. Either way, I think it's fucking great. They're going after high, high, high talent. And you know, I mean, come on, man. It's fucking Marvel, dude. It's how Marvel fucking rolls. So uh, very, very excited because I love Bale. So I'm very, very excited that Bale is in talks uh, for Thor 4 in any form. Now, he could be Balder the Brave, and actually, 
Balder the Brave was my first guess. Like, because I know they're going to introduce Balder, and I've I didn't. Who else is going to play Balder the Brave? You know, Bale can get jacked. He's shown he can do it. So uh, he could stand on screen next to somebody like Helmsworth, I think, and hold his own pretty well as far as that goes. Okay, uh, another guess is maybe Portman's new love interest, okay? Um, Yeah, it's very curious on what we're doing with Portman and Thor in this movie, right? Like, apparently she broke up with Thor, right? We found that out in Ragnarok. So why did they break up? Uh, Does she have a new bow? I, I, I feel like... I don't know what like what part Portman's love interest would play in a movie like this. So I don't see Bale being a secondary figure. I mean, we've already got, you know, with Portman and um, Helmsworth. You know, you've already got some big names. Now you're throwing Bale in there. I don't see him getting mitigated to a secondary role. So I think he might be somebody bigger. But it's, hey, that's as good as guess as anybody, man. Uh, yeah, Thor said, Thor said it was mutual, but the chick that wanted a selfie said, oh, sorry, Jane dumped you. So, you know, like Thor's like, the dude that gets dumped always says it's mutual. Like, whoa, because if he dumped her, he'd be like, oh, no, that's not right. I broke up with her. No, 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 no. I broke up with that bitch. Don't, no, don't let that bitch be talking shit, yo. I broke up with her. No, the dude that says it's mutual, you're the one that got dumped. Trust me. It's been mutual for me a couple times. So. Uh, yeah, Bale being in Thor 4, I think it's really fucking cool. Now, to segue from Taika Waititi's Thor 4, let's talk about something that dropped this week that's got everybody fucking like, Taika Waititi is rumored now, this is nothing confirmed, rumored to be, uh, looking at a Star Wars movie. Or, or something. We don't know yet. He's gonna have a project, apparently. He's killed it. In The Mandalorian. Um, he's done such a great job on The Mandalorian. It just makes sense to give him his own project. Now, we also know... Now, this is how my brain works. Kevin Feige is going to helm a Star Wars something. I don't see Kevin doing a TV series. I don't see Taika doing a TV series. I see this being full-blown Star Wars movie. Now... What type of Star Wars movie? I don't know. I see them both working together on this because they've done it before and gave us magic that was Ragnarok, right? So what could it possibly be? Now, before Solo was a huge flop, the other Solo, quotation marks for people not uh, watching the video, um, the other Solo project was going to be Boba Fett, okay? And... We still don't know who was jingle jangling in The Mandalorian. So I still think there's a universe out there where Boba Fett is. Okay. I mean, he's obviously alive from the, he survived the Sarlacc pit. That's been in Legends canon for a while, but I, I believe they're going to bring him back. Uh, that could be Taika Waititi, Kevin Feige could be the hype train that they need to get a Boba Fett movie off the ground and give it a lot of motherfucker before uh, it even starts production, right? I mean, we're all going to be super pumped. It's Boba, but you've got two fucking all-stars running it. So that would be really, really cool. Uh, give me your guesses, guys. If you have another guess, uh, do you think he maybe he's doing another TV series? I think he's teaming up with Feige, and I think it's going to be something pretty, pretty major. Now, 
is he going to be doing the new trilogy? From everything that I researched just for this topic today, it still looks like Ryan Johnson. Ugh, even saying his name, I get like this. I don't know. Like if if you ate shit, I've never eaten shit. Don't want to eat shit. Uh, like literally, don't want to eat shit. But if you literally ate shit, you would get this. Like I bet you would get this. Like shit. Like aftertaste. Like right, right in here somewhere that you just if you burp, you're gonna taste it for like two years. That kind of shit. When I say Ryan Johnson's name, that's what I actually get. Okay. Everything that I've read, he is still writing, directing the trilogy, the new trilogy that we're going to get from Star Wars U. You know, Skywalker free. Okay, Skywalker free. That's our diet is Skywalker free, Solo free, Palpatine free, new characters in the in the land of the galaxy far away. Okay, um, maybe that's not true. Uh, DB and Weiss uh, from Game of Thrones fame, they were obviously shut down when Feige came in. They say it was their Netflix deal. Some people speculate, eh, when Feige said he came aboard, the ship's too big, you guys got to jump. Uh, they're getting paid no matter what. So, so well, his plate should be clear because Warner has pulled Akira from their, from their schedule. Okay, um, that's right. He was uh, attached to Akira. Uh, which would have been pretty cool. I mean, I like Ryan Johnson's video. I like his, his eye. I like his eye. That was the things about The Last Jedi that I liked. I liked his visual take on things. I thought that was really, really cool. Other than that, he knows absolutely. I don't feel like he's ever watched a Star Wars movie. and I don't know what the fuck that deal was. There's a lot of bad that went in there. I'm not going to say I'll never watch. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's that's what I meant. Not not. Ryan Johnson, uh, 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 Taika was pulled, uh, or Taika was attached to Akira, which that would have been really, really cool too. Don't get me wrong. Um, he's 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 got that humor though. You know, Taika always brings his sense of humor to these movies, and I think uh, with Star Wars, you, I think I think it'd just be a good fit. And he's already shown that, right? He's already got the chops for that, and it's going to be a lot bigger money uh, maker than than Akira. So probably a good move on his part or Warner Brothers' part for that matter. Um, and just to let you guys know that, um, there, there's another series coming and it's that Cassie and Andor, which was the spy from Rogue One. That is going to be a Disney plus series. And basically all they're saying about it is it's going to be a rousing spy thriller. So that sounds pretty cool. I'm all about spy shit and espionage, especially in the star Wars universe. I don't know who's attached to that or anything, but uh, but Alan Tudyk is coming back as K2SO, which is the droid from Rogue One that everybody really, really liked. So, obviously, it's going to be a prequel because everybody fucking died in Rogue One. Spoiler alert. Everybody dies. So, uh, so Jason says, Dr. Afra series are bust. That would be really, really cool. Dr. Afra, for those of you that don't know... She is a comic book uh, character in the Star Wars universe. All that is canon, by the way. And she's basically Tomb Raider. She's basically Tomb Raider. And she's actually kind of like the only person in the universe that has partnered with Vader and kind of screwed Vader over and still lived to tell about it. She's super smart, super cunning, no fear. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. I think I think fans would really love that. And if you want diversity and shit... There you go. There's a heroine that a lot of people can get behind because she's just fucking cool. Very, very Lara Croft Tomb Raider ish. 
Um, okay, so I'm gonna get to my crisis review. Okay, so for those of you that have not watched Crisis on Infinite Earths, do not watch this. Okay, uh, just like you can still watch me, but mute it. <laughs> That's gonna be really, really gay for you, uh, but it'd be great for me because I keep a viewer. So, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths by the CW, maybe. Golly, man, that just looks awful. Hold on. I've got to move this guy around a little bit. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, this is uh, – I'm very anal about these images, and when they don't cooperate, it really pees me. Pees me off, bro. Okay, I fixed it, I think. Hey, it looks a little better. Still gay. All right, anyway. Um, so, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Maybe the most – ambitious of all time crossover events especially for tv and dare i say even though infinity war and endgame had all these fucking heroes the time frame i mean they brought birds of prey they got marv wolfman friend of the show marv wolfman a cameo, which I'm so happy for that guy. And I'll tell that story when I get to that part. But they brought a lot of people. Kevin Conroy from the you know Bat- animated series Batman fame. They brought you know Tom Welling back, which we were all like, yeah. And then we were like, what the fuck? So I'm going to get to all that. I'm catching my, I'm, get, I'm getting caught up in the moment. And so let me just say, so for my overall review, I've got a lot more bad things to say about crisis than I do good things. They really tried, man, and I love it. I the fan service absolutely fucking 100% love. The story Jesus Christ. Did Ryan Johnson write the story? I think he did. I think Ryan Johnson wrote the story. Uh it's it's awful. It's fucking awful. But we're going to get to that. Okay. Some of the best parts to me. Okay? I got them on my Tell them I'm on napkin here because that's how I wrote them as I watched this show. All right. The Spectre. Okay. Bringing the Spectre in and making Oliver Queen the Spectre. That was very out of left field. Didn't see that shit coming. And it worked. Like it just worked. I'm a big Stephen Amell fan. And I really wanted to see what they were going to do to... You knew Oliver wasn't making it out of this, and that's another fucked up point. He's the only guy that doesn't make it out, uh, which I don't understand. But anyway, um, so he doesn't he, he doesn't make it out. He does fight to Antimonter as the Spectre, and it's kind of his swan song. Uh, he still saves the fucking day, okay? Very, very, very cool that they brought the Spectre in. All right, the worst, one of the worst things, the fucking plot. The plot was fucking terrible, man. Like, it got so convoluted. First, the monitor says, the world's going to end and the battle's going to be fought on your world, Akara. Well, it wasn't fought on Kara's world because Kara's world was fucking destroyed. They end up going to the beginning of time to fight the Antimonder because that's where they had the beating was at the beginning of time. Okay, just fucking stupid. The Paragon shit was fucking stupid. Um, I get it. It's like it's like MacGuffin after MacGuffin after MacGuffin, and it's like, yeah, this is fucking dumb. Okay. Anyway, so now Luthor. Um, shit. The guy that plays Luthor, I can't fucking his name escapes me. I swear to God, this is my first drink. 
I swear it is. Mm. Not counting what I drank at lunch. But that we're not counting that, goddammit, because that was a couple hours ago. So we're not counting that. John Cryer. I knew it would come to me. I'm just old. I'm just old. John Cryer. Yes, Jason, thank you. But I got you. I beat you. Ha <laughs> ha. No, thank you anyway. I always love when the chat helps me. So John Cryer is Luthor. People are really liking this. Um, this is what I liked. I love that every situation Luthor's in, he's trying to manipulate it for him. Like when he steals the pages of destiny and goes through time killing Superman. Awesome. Fucking awesome. So cool. Okay. That's Luthor. Then when they think they fix the timeline, surprise motherfuckers. Now the timeline is fixed, but Luthor is a messiah figure. Okay. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's exactly what Lex Luthor would do. Exactly. The worst. John Cryer as Lex Luthor. Couldn't buy it, man. Loved what they were doing with him. Loved, 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 loved what they were doing with him. Hated John Cryer's fucking Lex Luthor. Hated it. Like, fucking hated it. Every time he spoke, I just, I'm going, Bueller. 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 I mean, like, I can't get that out of my fucking head. Maybe it's just me. Apparently, it was vastly popular. So, look to see John Cryer as Lex Luthor in every fucking CW show from now on. Okay. Yes, Debo. Bebo was bullshit. Okay? I'm getting to that. Bebo is definitely, he is on the list. I'm saving him. All right. Uh, The best. What is that? Oh, Earth 99. (laughs) I wrote it on a fucking receipt, guys. Give me a break. Uh, Earth 99, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Uh, loved it. At first, I was like, do I like this? I don't know if I like this. Loved it. Ended up loving it. He's the Dark Knight, returns Batman. He's lost his way, which could go, like, right? That could be, that could happen very, very easily on any Earth, in any Batman multiverse. Uh, I just loved how he had, you know, he had killed Superman, um, I mean, it was just very, 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 they were there to find the Paragon of Courage, uh, which is basically for Batgirl to find her inner strength and conquer her demons. It's, like I said, that's fucking stupid. But I really liked Conroy's portrayal. He's just broken down Batman in this suit, this mech suit that is really, really cool. It sounds dumb. Like, as I say it out loud, I'm like, that doesn't sound very good. If someone was pitching that to me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not with that. We're, nope, scrap. But it it works. It really works. It's like one of my favorite moments of, of the series was that. And I love how they did it where he's walking down the steps first and he's like talking. And so you don't see him yet. And then you see him. But that voice, man, such iconic Batman shit. So very, very cool. And we got Batman. We got a Batman in the CW-verse, so the Arrowverse, as they're calling it. All right, the worst. The battles. The fight scenes were junk. And that's where the CW-verse kind of shines. Like, especially on Arrow. Even the legend stuff with, with, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people that fight on in the Arrowverse, it's usually pretty good. I even watched the episode of Black Lightning, 
And I was like, damn, that's a good fight scene. You know what I mean? The arrows usually got really, really good fight scenes. Uh, so that the, the battles were fucking awful. Okay. Uh, black lightning. Now that I'm, I'm just good segue. Black. I love to seeing black lightning come in. I wasn't, I'm not really familiar with the character. I think I've watched one episode. I don't even know if I finished it. It was on. I was like, I'm gonna check this out. I really like the guy that plays black lightning. Now bringing black lightning in, you need a reason. You need a reason to see black lightning, right? He had a great reason. His power absorbed energy, and he was holding the portal open, and he was like, you guys need to do what you're going to do. I can't hold this. I mean, so that was great. You know, like, why is this guy here again? And and then we see why he's there. It's really, really, really cool. And it was very, very cool at the very end when we get the Justice League table, uh, and they, they, you know, make this tribute to Oliver, and Black Lightning is now one of the founding members of their Justice League. That was very, very cool. I really liked that. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, the Pariah. Um, I love the guy that plays uh, Kavanaugh. Is it Kavanaugh? I believe it is. Uh, the guy on Flash. He's been different guys through the multiverses. But his Pariah, what was he doing there? Why was he there? What was his powers? And even when he finds out he's basically the cause for everything, he was like, well, but y'all fixed it. So it's all good. <laughs> you know, it's like, nah, dude, Oliver's dead because of you. So I don't know. I just, I didn't, his fucking character was dumb and that's a great actor. Totally, totally fucking destroyed that potential that you could have had. Now that's another thing. Where were the villains at? And so another thing on my worst list is the, uh, the the phantom the phantoms the the little phantom ghosts or whatever that were flying around they were fucking terrible like your boy that's a paragon of courage he's punching them and they're disappearing what do they what are they supposed to do to you like do they have they look like they had fangs like claws and shit but they were fucking awful that was terrible and it would have been great if the Anti-Monitor had recruited some villains. Like, we could have seen Deathstroke. We could have seen, uh, you know, Dr. or uh, Doctor Mirror. We could have seen uh, Gorilla Grodd. We could have seen some of these guys working for the Anti-Monitor just for a scene and they get their ass kicked and thrown in Star City Jail or something, right? Or Star Labs Jail. Um, that would have been really cool. So really miss an opportunity to get great rogues, which DC has, you know, Hey, but how about a fucking Joker character, man? That would have been fucking dope, but we didn't get any of that. All right. So, uh, terrible villains. Anti-monitor was anti-matter can, you know, survive with matter. We conquer that shit. You know, I don't know. It was fucking terrible. He was terrible. Um, he looked stupid, just bad. The villains were just bad, bad, bad. Can't say enough about the villains. Um, the Arrow Farewell. This was all kind of a, um, you know, a homage to Arrow. You know, the season's ending, the series is ending. It got me watching. Loved the first three seasons of Arrow. I thought it was great. I tried and tried and tried. I think I passed on season five, went back to season six, just couldn't do it. Uh, just goofy, just super goofy. I feel like when they try to make him a hero hero, 
instead of like the anti-hero of the first three seasons, I think it just went downhill from there. But uh, the, the, the farewell to Oliver and Stephen Amell was very, very good and well done, I thought. Um, so Smallville, like Smallville for me, guys, was one of my favorite fucking shows. I mean, Erica Durant and uh, Lana Lang. Oh, my God. A fucking... I mean, love, love those, love those actresses. I mean, I, I would watch only them. And then Chloe Bennett, or not Chloe Bennett, uh, Chloe, that from Smallville, the chick that ended up like recruiting people in to like be sex slaves and shit. Like, oh my God. Yeah, I loved her. Like, I liked her more than any of them. And now she's like some fucking weirdo. And I think she's in jail. But anyway, Smallville, so hyped to see Tom Welling and everything, Erica Durance, and we get that. We get to see him. All right, worst, worst list. Smallville cameo. So well, how can it be on both? Just like Luther's on both. Like, it was so great to see him, and then we find out he's depowered, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that... And it's something he gave up his power so he could be with his wife and kids. That sucks. Like, I hated, hated, hated that. Why even bring this dude back? Everybody wanted to see Welling in a fucking suit and fly. That was all we ever wanted in Smallville. We never got it. I get it. Uh, Miles Miller and and uh, uh, Stephen D. Knight and him, they didn't want that. They didn't want that for that show. It wasn't that kind of show. So they struck true, true their vision. We still wanted to see it as fans. Hey, maybe we get it now, years later, you know, 10 years later. No. So that really was a fucking bum out, bum out for me. Um, but like the Birds of Prey cameo, even like I said, even for a second, uh, and the Marv Wolfman. So the Marv Wolfman story. Marv Wolfman, for you guys that don't know, he wrote Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earth with George Perez. Okay. George Perez, uh, yes, and just 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 to uh, back up just a little bit, yes, Jason says Tom Willing hated the role, so this was the only way he agreed. Uh, that's true, and the story is is when they went to him, he was not interested. So they finally pitched to him how the scene was going to go, and they said he loved it. Like yes. That's what I want to do. That's the shit. And I'm like, damn, dude, you weren't known for anything other than this fucking role. And you hated it. Who hates being fucking Superman? Like, it makes me not even like Tom Welling anymore, honestly. I'm like, dude, I loved you, man. And you're fucking just shitting on the only thing you ever did that was worth a shit. You know, he's been in other things. It wasn't good. Um, He nailed that part. I don't know. I was very upset when I heard about that too. But yes, you're right. That is the only way they got him to do it was so he could be a fucking depowered dork and basically, you know, do nothing. So, uh, so back to Marv Wolfman. So I met Marv Wolfman uh, a couple years ago now at Lexington Comic Con. Fantastic dude, man. Fantastic dude. I don't even think a lot of people knew who the fuck he was. Which is sad because people are walking by his booth and I stayed and hung out with him, man. We talked Deathstroke and Teen Titans and they had brought him in as an advisor for the Teen Titans or not the Teen Titans, the Titans show on DC streaming. So we were talking about that. 
He was such a nice dude. But George Perez, later that year, uh, had decided to retire from comics. Whatever that means. I didn't know they had a retirement, but that's cool. Um, so he's doing, he's retiring. George Perez is getting a lot of fanfare, a lot of fanfare. So they ask Marv Wolfman to be there at his dinner. Okay. Uh, his farewell dinner. A lot of comic creators and people that, you know, uh, George Perez had worked through the years. And Marv was like, for sure, they wanted me to speak. Like, you know, we, me and George worked together for years. And uh, they didn't. They didn't want him to speak. They just wanted him to be there. And he was very, very hurt. You could tell he, he felt like he was a creator that wasn't getting his just due. And on another note, with Infinite Christ, or I'm sorry, Christ's on Infinite Worlds, he thought that no, they were writing a story that was basically condensing the DCU. And he thought everybody would remember that, but not the story that went with it. So he was very, very humbled that they did and that people love it like they do. And they and, and I'm so glad uh, Berlanti and these guys, Jeff Johns, gave him an opportunity to be on an episode. That just warmed my heart. That was probably my favorite cameo of any of all of them was it was kind of a Stan Lee-ish type cameo and it went to Marv and it didn't go to George Perez. It went to fucking Marv because he created the story. So I was very, very, very uh, hyped to see that. Uh, but other than that, guys, I thought it sucked. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. It, the, the things that I was hyped about were very much a letdown. And then some things I didn't expect, which I think were on my list, uh, excited me a lot. So there was a lot of, yeah, oh, fuck, oh, my God. And then there was a lot of this. Hitting pause, see how much much more I got to watch. And Bebo, what the, f- that last episode, episode five, I think, the Legends episode, Bebo, what the fuck is that? I, I don't watch Legends, and the the seasons that I did watch of it, I never seen Bebo. That was fucking beyond stupid. It made no sense. It's like it went kitty, 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 like in zero to 60. And I just, you know, I skimmed through it, and I didn't even finish the episode, and then I seen online where they – they had the uh, you know the memorial to Oliver and the Justice League assembling, and I'm like, all right. So I fast forwarded basically to that because just couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, Legends isn't good to me. Uh, I'm not not a fan of it. It just gets too wacky, too too quick, uh, with no setup. So yeah, not a fan, not a fan. Uh, but I do appreciate what they did, and again, I love 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 loved the fan service. Thought it was. Uh, Thought that was great, and I would like to see it done again, maybe with a little more money and just a, a little bit more uh, edge. CW is just so kitty to me. Um, you know, I just I don't I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Uh, all right, so but I do appreciate it, really, really do. All right, so comic books, man. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. Um, so I've got some comics here, guys, and these are books that, uh, a lot of them started this year, maybe in late December. Um, and some, I think one of these is wrapped up, but the other ones are still ongoing. So you can jump on board. And my first one, I had to put on this list because I'm going to catch a lot of shit for it. And I love it. I love it when I catch shit for it. I'm not a fan 
of this new Star Wars shit. You guys know that. The new trilogy. Did you ever think the prequels would be better than something? And yes, the prequels are better than these movies. So, mm. Debo, I got to back up. Debo, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Besides the Marv Wolfman cameo, I've totally fucking missed this one. I didn't even write it down because I didn't figure I had to, but I'm stupid, so I should write everything down. The Flash cameo with Ezra Miller from the movies. Fucking amazing. I loved Ezra Miller as The Flash. He was like Sheldon Cooper, Barry Allen. And that's when I think of Barry Allen from the comic books, that's what I get. I get more Barry Barry Allen, more Ezra Miller Barry Allen than I do uh, Gustafson's Barry Allen. He's too cool. He's too, I don't know, like I'm a fucking hero when he's Barry Allen. I like Ezra Miller's Flash a fucking ton. And that, to me, that, that moment where, you know, he thinks he's a cosplayer and how did this happen? And then he's like, you know, I told Victor this could happen. You know, now we've got Cyborg into the Arrowverse now, too, with him saying his name. I was blown the fuck away by that. It's I, has it had that ever happened? Did we ever get a Marvel hero movie star on the Shield show? I don't think so. I mean, like that's a that's a first, guys. That's a fucking first. So cool. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Watched it. You know, rewound it. Watched it a couple times. I loved it so much. Uh, and we do have a Flash movie with Ezra Miller coming up. I know he wasn't popular. I know a lot of a lot of people didn't care for Ezra Miller's Flash. I did. I loved it. It was one of my favorite things of of Wheaton's Justice League movie. Uh, but yes, thank you, Debo, for reminding me of that. I'd be really fucking remiss if I'd forgotten to to uh, to say that. Uh, but okay, so comics. So, I'm putting this on a list. I'm going to catch a ton of shit, but it's cool. I'm with it. Yes. The fucking rise of Kylo Ren. The rise of Kylo Ren has been really good. I believe there are only two episodes or two two issues in. This is the cover of the first. We are getting the origin story behind Ben Solo. What led to him becoming Kylo Ren what led to the Knights of Ren. Um, and it's very, very cool. Charles Soule, if you guys have not read his Vader series, you are so, sorely missing out. Like, if you're a Star Wars fan, you don't even have to be a comic book fan, man. Just a Star Wars fan. You need to read Charles Soule's both, or I'm sorry, the volume one or volume two of Darth Vader. Yes, and I agree. Debo's like, I love that cover. That cover is bad motherfucking ass. Uh, and it is uh, William Will Sling is the artist on this, and he does a great job. So we got Charles Soule, we got great art, and you got the origin story of Ben Solo, which to me, these characters were so one-dimensional in Star Wars. This really fleshes that out, and this comic does it greatly. So yeah, Kylo Ren, guys, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna check this book out, I think. And and just for you collectors, I know you guys like to collect shit like I do. These books are fetching a hefty price. 
uh, especially the variant covers, which this is not the variant. This is cover A. I believe it was cover B is going for quite a bit of cash. And uh, I actually got one at cover price, which I was pretty fucking pumped about. So, uh, yeah, Rise of Kylo Ren. Really, really good book, guys, for you to start out with. The next book is going to come to no shock to you, motherfuckers. King Thor. Jason Aaron, Asad Rabik. It is basically Jason Aaron's swan song. He's coming off the book. He's no longer writing the book. Donnie Cates is taking over for writing Thor. Um, King Thor is basically fighting. The God Butcher has come back. And we see Thor on a level of power that you will never, you, you will no, probably never see again. Like, if anybody ever says, well, Thor's really not that powerful, man. You fucking give them this shit. You give them a copy of King Thor and just drop, it's a mic drop. It's like, it's, like motherfucker, don't ever say anything stupid like that again. I'll smack taste out of your mouth. Because that's just dumb. Thor is a goddamn god. God, god, I mean, Odin damn god. He is, this, this book is great. Asad Rabik, Arabic, or however the fuck you want to say it. He is one of the best, if not the best artist in the game for me. It looks like, I mean, that's his cover. Guys are jacked and ripped and they just, they got these visceral looks on their face when they're fighting and, his action sequences are fantastic. His space sequences are fantastic. The dude can fucking do it all. All Jason Aaron's Thor stuff is quite amazing. So, a story that you guys may not know. Uh, so, I am at GalaxyCon with um, Donny Cates. I'm not with Donny Cates. I'm there getting shit signed by Donny Cates. So, I meant to, I meant to bring it so you guys could see it. It is a variant cover that Donny Cates did with uh, the Absolute Carnage storyline. Okay, he drew a cover. It's awful. I'm not. I'm pretty sure it would be better than my cover, but not a lot better. If you get my drift. So I had like this stack of books that I had him signing. So I put it last on purpose. Okay, so. He's sitting up there. You know, Donnie Cates has a very high opinion of himself. He's a rock star right now, okay? Yeah, Donnie, no one knows you outside of fucking comic world, but it's cool. That's your world, and you're a rock star in it right now. No hate. No hate. Love Donnie Cates, actually. Love his work. So he's signing all of his books, and I got, you know, God Country and, you know, all of his shit. You know, his Guardians and, you know, Cosmic Ghost Rider number one. He signed out shit. And I said, hey, man, I said, just to let you know, uh, this this last book you signed is the ugliest cover that I've ever had an artist sign for me. And before he even gets halfway through my stack, he goes, you're such a dick. <laughs> and we all laugh, okay? And then he goes on to tell me how, well, at least I got paid for it. You know, so, so then Big Sam's behind me and Big Sam, you know, he's talking to him, you know, hey man, really excited about your new Thor run, blah, blah, blah. And I went, yeah, dog, you got some big shoes to fill. And Donnie Cates again, stops signing and goes, 
Do you think, man, do you think I got big shoes to fill, dog? Do you think I don't wake up every night in cold sweat thinking about who I'm following? I went, oh, you ain't going to surpass Jason Aaron's Thor, brother. You can only hope to get close. But I got faith in you, Donnie. See you later, bro. And I I walked off. So later, he and I kind of, we didn't go back and forth on Twitter, but he remembered that I was the guy that he called a dick. Not many guys look like me and Sam going to comic conventions, just saying. So I knew he remembered who I was. Uh, But yeah, so Donnie Cates is on Thor, and it is on my list. Uh, Love him or hate him, Donnie Cates writes great stories. This is taking Thor to a whole new place uh, that only the Thunder God could go. So I'm very, very excited. There's only been one issue out, guys, so you can jump on this immediately it's extremely good, okay? Is it Jason Aaron good? Not yet, but it is the first issue, and he really knocked it out of the park with his first issue, as first issue should. Now, the one thing I will tell you, I cannot stand the fucking tiara. Cannot fucking stand it. Don't know who came up with that. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. It's not a good look for fucking the God of Thunder, but the story is really, really good. And I think you guys will be surprised about how Thor ends in the uh, in the in the in in the issue. Like the ending is like, what the fuck just happened? So very, very, very good issue. Guys, jump on board. Donnie Cates is hot as fuck right now, and this Thor issue is no no surprise. Yeah. World's most okayest DM, a.k.a. Dennis the Slacker. You ain't working, dog. so what else you doing? Nah, I'm just kidding. Glad to see you, Dennis. Um, does Donnie Cates take cosmic shits? Because everything is cosmic in his stories. Yeah, and what, what's great about Donnie is is he his, his cosmic thread is kind of links everything together with Null and Cates is really kind of like a student of comics. So a historian of comics, if you will. So he's taking pieces from the cosmic universe and everything. He's doing a great job, man. He, he's very Hickman like in that aspect, not comparing him to Hickman by no means. Uh, but he's, he's really up and coming and there's a reason that he's been doing so well. All right. So uh, the next one is for all you Warren Ellis fans, uh, and I'm not really, but this is very, very good. Okay, Rod Dog seventy one says I will have to check out that new Thor. Uh, Kate's Redneck is a favorite book of mine. Yes, fucking Redneck is fantastic. Scout, if you've ever like read Scout, it's basically about an Indian undercover DEA agent. It's fucking phenomenal. It's like one of the first things I've read of Aaron's, and then someone led me to Redneck, and I, you know, I was reading Redneck. Uh, but his Thor, man, uh, there, you know, there's two books that I give people. Just, just to preface this, two books. I give them The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, and I give them Thor: The God of Thunder by Jason Aaron and Asad Rabik. Uh, like, I just feel like those two books kind of epitomize everything that I love in comic books. Great art, action, violence, badassery. That's a fucking word. But I mean, like, it's just, I I love it. So yeah, please, please check that out, man. Let me know what you think about it. I think you'll dig it. So Warren Ellis and the Batman's, the Batman's grave. Uh, This is a 
this is a, a very, very, I don't want to say it's a throwback. Uh, Brian Hitch, Warren Ellis, Brian Hitch does the artwork. I really like Brian Hitch's artwork. Some people don't. I do. And the reason I do is he has really great, like, wide-angle lens-looking fight scenes. And, like, the newest issue, issue four of this, is Batman taking out these guys that are have been kind of enhanced. And it's just, it's Batman kind of, like, talking shit back and kicking ass. And, like, Warren Ellis is really giving him the gadgets, and I love that. And this is very much a detective story too. Um, it's 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 excellent. Like I I, I wasn't because I'm not a Warren Ellis fan, so I didn't pick it up at first. Someone was like, "Hey man, you're a Batman fan. You would like this." So I read it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It's kind of giving you a it's it's almost a breath of fresh air from Tom King's Batman, which we won't get into right now, especially on this show because I'm already at an hour. So and it would be three hours long if I talked about King's Batman. Okay, uh, so the next book uh, is a fucking one of my favorite books right now, guys. The Last God by Philip K. Johnson, friend of the show, Philip K. Johnson. If you haven't seen my podcast with Philip, please check it out. It's in the library uh, on the Twitch stream. Um, he was a great guest. He's a fantastic dude. And he is, he's got fucking ideas, guys. This dude is blowing the fuck up. The Last God, when I interviewed Philip, it was two weeks after Last God came out, okay? It is now in the fifth print. The Last God is becoming a fucking board game. It's like going to be like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Uh, if you like high fantasy, this is your shit. You've got characters, you've got music, you've got incredible artwork, you got violence, you got these insane looking monsters. Okay? You you're just gonna love it. If you like uh if you like high fantasy and Game of Thrones type stuff, you're really, really, really gonna dig it. Uh okay, so in the chat, they're getting on me about not liking Ellis. I knew they would. It's fine. Uh, check out Planetary by Warren Ellis. If the book doesn't turn you into a fan, nothing will. Exactly. I read Planetary. I have uh, two the two fir- the first two trade paperbacks. It was okay. It, it was like it really was. It was like oh, this is good. This is cool. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Um, I, I like how Ellis writes. He's just not a favorite of mine. So I don't seek him out like I do Hickman or Miller or. Um, Aaron, I, I don't seek him out like I do, like a lot of people do. And and Warren's got that novel background behind him. And, you know, sometimes I think he makes things overcomplicated. Like, hey, dude, it didn't have to be that. Um, but R.R. Martin, oh, my God, the most wordiest fucking author there is. Uh, but at, at, at the, the, the root of what he does, you dig it. So uh, I'm just saying, The Last God is fantastic. Please check it out. Um, the artist on that is... Uh, Ricardo Federici. He's very, very Assad Rubikish. And what I mean by that's the artist on King Thor. It's it's gorgeous. It looks painted almost. And as this cover shows, I mean, this is not just cover art, guys. This is interiors. So please check out The Last God if you can find a copy. Uh, it's very, very hard to find right now. And again, 
going into its fucking fifth printing. So congratulations, Philip, man. You're the fucking shit. I've talked about your books since uh, Warlords of the Appalachia, and they, they, they're just getting better and better and better. So uh, fantastic. That is DC Comics Black Label also, guys. All right, the next one is a, one that I am loving, 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 X-Force. From the pages of Jonathan Hickman's um, House of X, Powers of X series, the X-Force has been fucking great. X-Force is kind of through the years, especially when Remender was doing it with Asad Rabik, by the way. Rick Remender, Asad Rabik did that X-Force with the Apocalypse and the Death Angel and Johnny Proudstar. I mean, X-Force has always been a great book. I was worried that this wasn't going to be militant enough. It wasn't going to be violent enough. It is violent enough. I mean, Wolverine gets blown apart going through a portal, guys. He gets fucking blown apart. Like, and he still kicks ass. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give nothing away, but X-Force, guys, you're going to love it. If you're fucking, if Jonathan Hickman has rekindled your love for the fucking mutants like he has mine, you're going to fucking love X-Force. It's it's the best one out of the new ones. The The main X-Men title is pretty good also. I do like it. Uh, I would recommend it also if you like it, if you like X-Force, but go X-Force first. Really, really, really good shit. Okay. Uh, now, the next one's going to be no surprise to you guys. are like, wait a minute, God damn it. How many Batmans you got on here? I had two Thors. I got two Batmans. This is the new Batman. This is John, Tom King's run is over. This is a new era of the Dark Knight uh, by uh, by Tinian and Tony Daniel. I love Tony Daniel's artwork. I think it's he does Batman fantastic. I love his Selena Kyle's Catwoman. Um, but this is ushering in a new era of the Dark Knight. And it's Alfredless because Alfred died in Tom King's run. Spoiler alert. Sorry, you should have been reading Tom King's Batman. Um, but it's so fucking good. It's so, so good. Um, please check it out. It's going to be a lot darker story than King's was. King's was, even though Alfred died and everything else, he was trying to make a happy Batman. Okay. This is going to get really rough for, for Batman. And even though he has Selena, we're going to see how a world without Alfred affects Batman from here on out. Uh, and it's just got some really cool elements, things that I've always thought about. Like, why isn't Bruce Wayne trying to use his money to make Gotham better? Like, make it better. Money makes everything better. And he's kind of doing that. Him and Lucius Fox have an idea for a new Gotham and blah, blah, blah. It's just really, really good. This first issue was a very, very intriguing and it was a breath of fresh air you know kind of like batman's grave but this more so because it is the main title there's gonna be a lot of shit that goes on don't sleep on this book guys batman 86 starts the new run so please check that out too all right uh one more got one more guys and this one man this one just comes from my heart dude and uh i gotta fix the image again god damn it motherfucker all right uh, I this book, I am a huge, 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 huge Firefly fan. And now that the series is over, we're not going to get a reboot, it looks like. We're not going to get uh, Nathan Fillion, Summer Galau. We're not going to get those people back for Firefly. That's sad. The next best thing is the Firefly book. Now... 
It's 12 issues. This is the beginning of the new run. It's done by Greg Pak and uh, Dan McDonald. So the art's good. They look just like the characters on the show. And they all, Greg Pak nails Joss Wheaton's sound or Joss Wheaton's voice for these characters. He nails it. Like, if you just picture it as you're reading the comic, as it being on TV and like, like, I like to do that. Like, I like to play director, you know, and go, okay, let's see. Oh, man, that was a cool scene. How would I do that if I had like all the money in the fucking world? I can make my own fucking movie. I, I'm thinking about it. And, you know, it's it's that good. It, it, I'm, I love it. So it's 12 issues. It is over, uh, but they are doing some one-offs. Like they just had uh, uh, Mal Reynolds with Mal Reynolds. I'm sorry, Mal Reynolds, which is Mal's mom. Yeah, that's the reason I got kind of tongue twisted there. You, you get it. Uh, but yeah, it's so, so good. Please check out Firefly. If you're a fan of the show, you will not be disappointed in this book. It's really, really, really good. And don't think about the movie where a bunch of people died. You still got Walsh and Jane and and you know and Mal and Anara. You still got all of them, so it's very very cool. All right, all right. So uh, I want to say, Rob Dog said, "Man, I'm really far behind my X books." Yeah, man. I again, I had to cut my titles just like Jason uh, did or, or Raw Dog said. Um, so I cut some titles out, but I am keeping X Men and X Force. I'm not reading the other ones. Uh, I feel like if anything. Major happens in those books. It'll cross over somehow, and I'll get the gist. But uh, I, I get it, man. That's the reason I kind of do this show. You know, I want you to make a choice between your good books. Now, normally my show, I do tell you what I've read. I'm like, God damn, that sucks. If this keeps sucking, I'm dumping it. It's out of my pools. Uh, but I just wanted, since the new year, and I hadn't did a show in a while, I wanted to give you guys some books to uh, to to get. Um. They made an announcement a week or so ago. The 90s live on at Marvel. Uh, what does that mean exactly, Jason? If you want to put it down in the chat. Mm. But, guys, I'm going to take off. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for the chat. Thank you so much for being here. Have a happy Friday. Have a fucking safe weekend, guys. Uh, watch some football. Uh, and there are a lot of damn X titles. Jason was like, there's too many damn X books. There are a lot of damn X books. Too many, too many, right? So that's the reason I'm saying I like X-Men, I like X-Force. The other ones I have read, uh, they just didn't grab me. So, um, you know, hey man, money's too important. And I spend more than I should each week on these fucking books. So guys, again, thank you so much for being here. I always like to sign up the show by saying, don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. I know it's hard sometimes. It's really hard for me because I just really want to tell people how fucking stupid they are sometimes. But it's nice. Being kind goes a long way. If you want respect and to be treated right, then you have to give it back yourself. Just be nice to people. Be as nice as you can and kind of pay it forward a little bit. Hold a door open. Tell somebody something nice. And maybe the next time you go to think, you fucking idiot, you, you, you reword it a little bit. And thank you, Debo, the greatest fucking hype man on, on any stream uh, that I do. He has given you all my links right there. Uh, just click on those links. Follow the Facebook page. Follow the Instagram page. 
yes, Raw Dog, not being a dick is super hard, uh, especially for somebody who comes easy to, like me. But I'm trying, man. I'm trying. New Year's, New Year's resolutions, all that shit, right? But uh, it just makes the world a better place to live in if we all just care about each other just a little bit. Like, if everybody does it just a little bit, it becomes like like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You see what I did there? Yeah. All right, uh, guys, please follow me on Facebook. Please, if you haven't hit the bell on the Twitch stream, please do. That way you'll get a notification. I'm not going to blow your Twitch stream up, by the way. I do a show once a week. If I'm doing another show with some other guys, I might put it on here. Uh, so I'm not going to destroy your, you know, your goddamn this fucking blazing finger. Get off there. Um, but I am also on Anchor, iTunes. If you're mowing your grass, you're working out, don't listen to me while you work out. Play metal or something, something to get you hyped. But like, Listen to me. Uh, when you're going to work, man, throw it in or you know put it on your put it on Apple Podcasts and look Blazing Defender and uh, check it out. Any word on when you're doing The Witcher? Ask Dennis if Dennis is still in the chat, which he's probably already bounced off. Little fucker. Um, we are going to do a Witcher review, and I'm just waiting on him. Uh, so probably this week. I would say this coming week for sure. Be looking for the Witcher review. Follow me on the social media, guys, and I will let you know when I go live. Hit that notification, and you will be notified when I do go live. But if you want some heads up, I create events and stuff like that. I'll invite you. Hey, have a great weekend, guys, and thank you so much for the chat. Love it when you're there. Uh, Dennis says, I'm here just waiting on you to finish. (laughs) All right. Okay, guys. Also, Ray, yes. And follow the world's most okayest DM on his channel. He does some pretty funny shit. His cooking show on Thursday nights, Dennis, I believe, is is pretty cool. Throw your shit up there, Dennis, if you want your links. Uh, he also does a podcast called Botch, which is a D&D podcast. It's really, really, really good. You guys should definitely check that out if you're into D&D. Even if you ain't into D&D and you're just into idiots getting drunk and saying stupid shit, that's a good show to watch, uh, just like mine, saying stupid shit. Guys, all right. Loved, loved, loved doing the show tonight. I really missed it. Really missed you guys. Is that fucking sad? I missed you guys. I know, right? Fucking, God damn it. I am drunk. I'm a fucking I'm an emotional drunk now. Thanks. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck all you guys. Now, be nice. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Peace.